You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the Voice of Reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. I'm your host, Justin Reckla. And today we're today we're gonna go international, folks. Today we're gonna go big and we're gonna we're gonna step up the perspective. We're gonna go to a higher perspective per se, because the world does not revolve around business just in the United States. It revolves around the globe. And business is business is business, and people are people are people. But there's a lot of things that go into impacting and determining how successful a business is. And we would be aloof if we didn't pay attention to the better business practices of businesses from other countries and and how CEOs and how speakers and how coaches and how mentors are implementing new tactics, new traits into business to create success in the new world environment that we are seeing on the global scale. Prior to the prior to the show, I was talking to my guest today and to just kind of get a glimpse of how they came about to know each other. Because I mean, in, in all intense purposes, a lot of us don't play in these circles. Uh, my my guests today are Rod Robertson and Olag. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Olag Kondrashov. Who yeah, you're is, right. <laughs> is that? I got it. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah, almost, almost right. Okay, cool. Well, how do you say it then? Well, Alek Kandrashov. There you go. Okay, I don't have the accent. I'm not going yeah, yeah, to sure. <laughs> not gonna try to duplicate that. I'm not going to try to duplicate that. But, but it absolutely fascinating, fascinating story for folks. So I'm going to paint the picture here before we dive into the actual interview. Olak is a physicist by trade. And he's been in the business speaker world now. He's a scientist. And being the scientist, he started examining things. And he came up, he looked at how employees have an impact on business. And he's got a, he's got a methodology that is just, they got 20,000 coaches that are out there across Europe teaching these things. And they're, they've now written a book. Olak has is, 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 is partnered with Rod who Rod in his own, in his out in his own right is is successful in business. He's an international uh, investment banker. He's been in a been in that niche space for for quite some time now, and he just happened to be doing a lot of work over in uh, over in Europe and uh, and so forth. And just circles crossed, and they met up with Olaf, and next and next thing you know, they got together and they've written a book called The Human Vector. And I, I'm super excited to explore this concept with you both as to what the human vector is and how a business can take a look at that system and implement it so they can achieve success. Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today, folks, is, is about that book, The Human Vector. Where, what, what is the human vector? What, what, how does it apply to, to employees? What is the employee vector if there is one? So I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the floor. Olaf, talk to me a little bit about the the, the human vector and, and how you got there. Well, um, do you know that five years ago, approximately, um, we we admit that we can compare each of our employee with a vector, and where the lens of the vector is, this is his personal uh, skills, how good professional he is, and uh, the angle, this is his personal. Um, 
loyalty to the company and the effectiveness of the company, this is a total vector sum of all its employees. As you told me, I'm, I have a physicist background and I try to find the physicist analogs in everything around me. And we, five years ago, I told you that we admit that we can compare all our employees with the vectors. And right now we make some kind of digitalization of uh, that parameters of the employee as a philosophy. Because just try to imagine that if in the company you have all employees that are thinking in the same way and you shouldn't spend time and effort just to explain them obvious things. And that's why you just spend this energy and this time just to develop the whole company and not to get through the obstacles in understanding their, you know, just obvious things. Mm. This is the, the book about how to do that. Mm. This is this is beautiful. So um folks, if you if you you're paying attention, this is this is about not just building a company, right? This is about building a company using employees as the vehicle of what makes it possible. And how do you leverage that? How do you identify the weaknesses of, of an employee versus the strengths of an employee in and how do you get there? So Rod, I want I wanna ask you because this is you got such a unique story with with all on, on how you guys came about. Right, you, you've been in the investment banking world and so forth. So, what is it that drew drew you to this this process that Olak saw and created to establish this? What what brought you together to to bring together the book, the Human Vector, and to bring this this methodology out more to the world? Yeah, you know, we have the same vector as Rod. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we we believe in the same things. Yeah, but we're, sure. we're from we're from two different worlds, but. Uh, once I met Oleg, I said, okay, this guy's a, a different cat. He's a different breed of people than I, I've ever met. And he's developed this uh, process and this theory, but you know what? He's implemented it in his own set of companies, uh, large companies over in Europe, and it, it's proven out. And to me, the vector is the characteristics of a company. You know, most business books are really boring. Uh, for me, at least, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, it, it's self-aggrandizement or talking modestly about how powerful you are. This book has five or six really good theorems that uh, HR people, that upper management and employees, if they all focus in on it, can learn how to work together, You know, especially for the United States. In the United States, we all have different DNA. We, we come from, you know, the, the, what they call now the 12 tribes, you know, the, the different ethnic races, the minorities, the women, you know, the everything is so different here. And the vector is allowing management to take a quantitative look at their employees and have them all drink the company Kool-Aid and work together. I mean, in China, everyone comes from the same DNA. In Norway, they all come from the same DNA. But in the United States, we need to have a system that can put it down in writing the, what the company's goals are, who are the people, and so everyone is on the same page. And with the vector, you know, Oleg's developed great terms, the gravitator, the people that pull people in the company. My favorite is the disintegrator, the employee, the, the horrid employee that I was in my 20s when I thought I knew everything and I was disruptive to the organization and I got shown the door a bunch of times. So, you know, you know there's, he, he has five or six great ways of, uh, you know, dumbing this down to my level so that I can understand it. And we're implementing it uh, through my company uh, across the United States. And it's been a lot of fun. It's awesome. And, uh, 
you know, we just have to, uh, the book explains everything in layman's terms and in solid English. And it, it was tough getting it switched over. But once we did it, uh, people from uh, everywhere that I know are reading it, understanding it and digging the book. This is, this is exciting guys, because this right here is what I, what I love about the story that you, you both just shared is that the information that's in the book, it's universal. And the, the information that Olaf, that you got, that you saw, because your experience as a physicist and to be able to see how that overlays into human nature, right? And how that has an impact on business and success is huge. And this is this is great because we're gonna we're gonna dive down this rabbit hole a little bit deeper here on the back end because I want to explore out what the concept of vectors and how how you got to a vector. So, but before we go on break, uh, can one of you share where our listeners can go find more information about you? For sure. I mean, Oleg has his company, which is Inkata, which uh, is it .org, Oleg? What is it? Yeah, it's Engineering Catalyst. Yeah, and uh, so it's E-N-C-A-T-A, and uh, my company is BriggsCapital.com, and you can find the book posted there and uh, everything about the book. Fantastic, folks. Go take a look at the book. We're going to dive into what the vectors are and how we got, how, how Orla got to the vectors and the concept of what a vector is right after this break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. We are, we're having a lot of fun here. Prior to the break, we were talking about the new book, The Human Vector, who is, um, uh, who Olak and Rod both both co-authored this book. Um, and the brilliance of it is, if you've been paying attention to the conversations we're having here in Superpower Experts, this should be affirming for what you're seeing across the board and the importance of understanding people and understanding how human beings work and paying attention to those patterns and being the physicist that you are like I can only imagine what that experience was like going from you know studying physicist you know being, being a being a, a physicist to looking at people in business so talk to me how, how did you get to the concept of vector what what does what does that mean what, well, what is a um, what is a vector? What is it? I explained to you that, you know, that um, I tried to find the physicist and Alex in different activities that surround me. And if I, for example, will find this and Alex, for example, in, in the physicist, I can, in the physics, I can, in the nature, I can predict uh, what will be in future. It's mean mm -hmm. that if I will find the company 
And I will see that the, this company's behave itself as, for example, as a water when it's when I froze it. That's why I can I can understand what will be if I will melt this water. And oh. the same with the, with the company. If I will see that the company's behave itself as a system, for example, as a water, I will understand what's going on with this company. For example, it will change some you know some terms like that. And with employees, it's the same. I try to find the physicist analogs. In, in in different 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 in in different ways, and uh, and and I found it, and uh, that's why I take the, the this uh, mathematics you know entity as a as a vector, and that's Ooh. why it's explain how the human beings is working based on this mathematical approach. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely love that because. There's so many people that are a part of our community that we that we that we've spoken to, interviewed throughout the years that that come from different sectors, such as you. You started off as a scientist. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people that that we've spoken with that were that are that are rocket scientists, uh, some sort of government contractor, or you know, some sort of researcher or whatnot. That have really don't have any, you know, for for as far as career path goes, not really focused on the human being side of it. It's all about the science of things. And so I love the fact this is just a continued affirmation that you used your background in, in, as a physicist and were able to translate more. and translate that over to something bigger. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, because, you know, I, I have a physicist background. I graduated the university. But, you know, after the university, I begin to, I, I open my own business and I begin to work as a manager. And that's why all my, you know, working life, I'm working with the people. And my background helped me just to make the right decision. And if you will take, for example, somebody who will graduate, the, you know, the technical background and he will not work as an engineer, he will still think as an engineer. And, and based on this thinking, he will set up his business based on that principles that he, will, he, will, he would use in, in the science. Mm, mm. I, I absolutely love it. This is this is about identifying and following the patterns and putting a construct around it that people can understand and building the system from that that can be leveraged and utilized. Like like you said, Rod, drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah, how, do you, how, how do you get them to drink the company Kool-Aid? Yeah, because now people have to drink the company Kool-Aid. The, the vector is the characteristics of the company. And it's the, uh, these characteristics have to, if you're all going to operate smoothly together, everyone has to adhere to the vector, uh, of, of the ownership or the founder. And now with everyone working at home, how can you do this? You know, if you're at the office and you're working away, no one's there. You got people wondering if they're doing yoga and stretching at noon instead of burrowing into work like they used to. Having this quantitative method for uh, HR and for ownership in small to medium-sized businesses to understand that their employees are in the same groove with them is absolutely paramount. I mean, people that have adapted the vector have found out that 30 to 40% of their employees aren't in the groove with the company. And they're using the tools described by Oleg and developed by Oleg to bring them around to the thinking of the company. And frankly, mm -hmm. if they don't come around, it's time they go. 
because they should be working somewhere else where maybe they have a stronger belief. But uh, this is all about, you know, joining uh, with the company management and pressing head and uh, being able to stand on your quantitative results and not just on some cultural uh, program or uh, living in fear of uh, ownership without understanding where you stand. This this is fantastic. So, folks, I want to give you a little, little, little overlay just from my experience in this. Coming coming from government as a counterintelligence agent, when I was working at the schoolhouse as a government contractor, my military time was done, my my military career was done. You know, I'd done what I'd done there. I'd gone into the schoolhouse to teach new agents the skill set. That was I was a government employee, right? I was working for the government, and there were days, literally days, that would go by that there was nothing productive that was getting done. Right. I, but I was required to be at my desk, but that was just because butts and seats equated dollars to, to the, to the company. And there was really nothing productive being, being created. And I think we see that across the board in corporate America to where it's like, okay, you got the seats, you got the budget, whatever it might be. And you got people just in seats because you can. And I think that over time, over the last however 20, 30, 40 years, we've seen this. It's created a an us versus them type mentality between the company and the business owner and identifying with those employees that can see the vector, see where the company is going. They're the ones that really contribute to moving things forward. But those that don't, because they're just there for the paycheck, right? They're 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 either dead weight or they don't see it. And whatever, but they might play a vital role. So the key becomes then is, is how do you either get them in a line with having some level of ownership in the direction the company is going? And at what point in time do you have to make the decision to let them go? So I'm going to ask the question here, Rod, how important is it in this construct of vectors and the human vector? Is it that, that corporations, bosses, CEOs empower their employees to to get online with with the mission and vision and purpose of the business. You know, Justin, the bigger the corporation, the harder it is for the founder, like uh, Oleg and his company with hundreds of employees, for his message to filter down to all levels. So mm-hmm. he's developed a system where he has gravitators people that pull in the best employees in the marketplace and and they tell the stories. Then he has integrators managers, mid-level managers, or, or or certain people in the organization that make sure everything runs smoothly. And everyone has, you know, the vector angle, the loyalty of the employees to the company. So all of these tools and the way he lays it out, once I saw it and I understood it, and we started laying it out in some of the companies that I work with, everyone was like, oh, this makes sense. And everyone has fun saying, who's the disintegrator? But, you know, behind that, <laughs> Behind that, the disintegrator knows he's going to be disintegrated if he doesn't get his uh, act together. And and so it lays it all out. It's a different spin on things, but it's all about performance. And when the PPP money starts ending, all this artificial uh, injections into our uh, financial systems with the new $1.9 trillion flown into into many of the corporations, this is all going to go. I've been in 11 board meetings in the last month. And you know what? Everyone's planning for the second and third and uh, quarters where they're going to be making cuts. The, the, the good people are going to stand 
And these people are working from home. So how can you judge them? You know, the people think they're doing fine from home. They're not. They have to get in front of the bosses in a quantitative method to show them how they're performing and not just hope uh, out of sight now can mean out of a job and not out of mind. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So, so Oleg, I'm going to ask a great, great segue here into, into that. So I'm not a business owner. I, I, well, I am. I'm just pretend. Let's pretend I'm not a business owner. I'm an employee. What can I learn from your book as an employee to better understand how I can serve the company I work for? Well, uh, you know, as an employee, if uh, you need you, when you when you 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 feel much more better if you come to your company, uh, and other employees will think the same way as you, and you will feel comfortable as you are come to as 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 at your family, and based on that, if you will help to create the same ecosystem in your company, and it will be for sure better for you because you know. All the people spending most of their lives working, and uh, and and you need to spend this time at your work, enjoy it, and mm-hmm. and and that's why you know I think that if the employee will will also teach how to make the good ecosystem inside the company, and they will help to do that, for sure they will make the quality of their lives much more better. And also, Justin, I want to add in comparison with Army, because you know uh, this theory also was written by the influence influence of my childhood because my father was a military man and I'm mm-hmm. living in the army. <laughs> That's why I can I can I can I can explain you uh, based on the army example. Try to imagine that you have a you have a team of the of the soldiers who will make your orders uh, in one second and they're happy to do that. And uh, yeah. and the, the the book is about how to make it. And there is a lot of principles and the methods how to do it. For example, regarding the gravitator that Rod explained. The gravitator, this is a man inside the team for whom the people are listening. It shouldn't be 100%, for example, an officer. It could be a soldier, but he have an influence on other. He has his natural skills like that. And if you will have, uh, if you will understand how to influence on this guy, you can influence on the all all the team, and also, uh, for example, if you have a big team and there are different people inside, someone want to make to do your order. Some of them don't want. There is an exact way how to sort them on the group, and how to influence in each group separately, and after the same time, make that all of the people inside the group will make your orders and will be happy to do that. Mm. Okay, so this this that this leads to the next question for you, Rod, and and I think it's uh, obvious here is is that since you've implemented the this process for your business, um, what what changes have you seen? What what have you what improvements have you seen within your within your own business? You know, uh, there's one section that he teaches, the funnel of the vector, which is the acceptable deviation of employees from the mantra of ownership. And I like this, you know, what, what can you get away with? You know, how much horsing around? What, how much fun can people have? What do they want to do? But how can they, uh, you know, which is fine if you have a lot of salespeople because they're a little different, you know, but how can they stay within the confines of where ownership wants to drive the business? And so we have a lot of HR meetings. We have a lot of our clients look at this 
And, you know, they can stand behind this because before, you know, a group of employees could push ownership and bully them around a little bit because they're needed. But now I'm telling you, the unemployment rate isn't where uh, the uh, employees are in charge anymore. If you lose your job now, it's not a good time to be looking. You're going to go through your Zoom interviews, your calls. It's your, the, the ability and all the studies are showing that uh, during this pandemic and over the next year, you're not going to ratchet up to a better job. Uh, 70% of the new jobs that are people are leaving for are taking a step back or step down. So, you know, you want to keep your job and you want to be a big performer and there's going to be cuts in your organization. And if, before, if they were cutting 5% of the company, but now they're going to cut 20%, you better be in groove with the ownership and the ownership should be in groove with you. So uh, the, the, uh, the marketplace is changing and it's moving back to uh, ownership strength. So uh, we only can encourage the employees not to be out of sight and out of mind, but to understand where the company's philosophy is and, and perform reverse mentorship. You know, if you're real tech driven, everything's going to be so tech now. Uh, teach the older folks you know, like like me about technology. Oleg, it's been painful. It's like he has a nail gun putting it into my head uh, because I'm just <laughs> I'm just from a, a different program uh, about things. But I do my best to learn every day about technology. And older employees absolutely should find a younger employee to coach them up inside the vector to uh, so that they can enhance their performance and keep their job. Well, this is absolutely brilliant. Um, gentlemen, this is this conversation is the kind of stuff that I can talk about for days, understanding people, how to how to get people to work together in collaboration, bring people into a level of awareness that brings us all onto the same page for the same goal. And, and, and in in that space, we can create win-win-win situations that benefit not just the business, not just the, the clientele and the customers of the business, but the employees of the business as well. This is um, absolutely fantastic. One more time before we uh, before we end the call, uh, where can people go find more information about you? You know, they can find it, uh, all about us uh, in the book, which can be bought at M- any place, uh, anywhere. And uh, you, you can look at the Briggs Capital website or the Encada website and uh, learn more about what we're trying to do here in, in the States and, uh, and abroad. And uh, we really appreciate you having us on the show. Yeah, Absolutely. and I've seen that the book, uh, you know, on Amazon right now, brought. Am I right? Yes, yes, it's on Amazon. Oh, okay. Fantastic, gentlemen! Thank you so much for for the work that you do in the world. It is important. It matters. The more ways we can, it, the more ways we can explain human nature and how to how to better work together the better and the farther we'll be able to go in, in not just in individual business, not just within our individual nations, but together as a world. And it's got to start here with those that are making those changes. Thank you so much for the book. Folks, go out there, pick up, take a look at the book. This, this is exciting stuff. And understanding it is what is going to help you leverage everything that's needed to achieve the success that you want. Until next time, go out there, incorporate your superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.